It's Chad and Evan Daily with material from Chad and Evan's live show on 104.9 The Wolf. Now, the submarine thing is crazy. Yeah. A submarine uh, went down on Sunday to see the, the wreckage of the Titanic, uh, which is, you know, 600 kilometers southeast of Newfoundland uh, in the North Atlantic. You know, kind of cold. Um, and uh, uh, I shouldn't laugh because it's, it's, it's a scary situation, but five people were on board. Okay. Yeah. So they're tourists. They went down to see this wreckage in a submarine that... <sighs> I've seen some videos of the submarine. Looks like it was, it was featured in, like, I don't know, on one of those magazine yeah. shows in the States. And it looks like it was kind of put together by um, Red Green. Well, when you hear about what w- was used to drive it, yeah, it makes you question how well it was actually built. Yeah, it was driven with a PlayStation controller. Essentially, yeah. 42, well, no, that's pounds because it's an American tabloid site that I'm just looking at here. Oh, so yeah. say so say $75, a $75 Amazon controller. Yeah, and also it had a, uh, the ballast in it was like old lead pipes. It, Sorry, I'm not laughing. No, it's, it's just, just like, it's, it, like you just kind of go, what are you signing up for? I, I would never. That is one thing that I would never, ever do is go on a sub. West Edmonton Mall, when they used to have the submarine right, there, I yeah. didn't even go on that. Well, I would go on a submarine, but it would have to be like military. Nope. If, if it were a military submarine, I'd go. But if it were just some guy being like, hey, let's go down and check this out, I'd be like, no. I know, like no, with an airplane, so. you know, it's if something goes wrong, yeah. you're free falling. But even then, it's, I don't want to go on a small. I don't want to go on a small plane. No, I've gone on a few. You yeah, know. I can't. I don't know. But like a little submarine like this, I don't deal well with claustrophobia, especially in a situation like that. And you're you're watching your oxygen levels go oh. down. You know, when you just sit and Terrible. think about that, that is absolutely terrifying. What a horrible situation. Well, I hope they find them, and then I hope they make a movie out of this. But uh, just think, like. There are a lot of people that have been down. I'm sure this. Is, I'm sure this is not the first trip down there for this submarine. It's probably oh, no. made multiple, multiple trips for sure. So I guess there was no reason to think that this one wouldn't be fine too. But uh, I, I got to tell you, we get if I were to get into a submarine and then I see like the pilot of the submarine look like he's going to play some NBA Jam, I'd think. Um, <laughs> Time to get off. Maybe I here. don't want to be in here. Yeah. No. Chad and Evan Daly. Oh, I know we're into short season here, but how often do you wear? How often do you wash your denim jeans? Like you know, uh, any not, jeans. Uh, rarely. Okay, well that's good. That's a, that's apparently what you're supposed to do. Now this is according to uh, Levi's design director Paul O'Neill. Okay, so he says. That you are not now. This this seems extreme to me. Now I I wash my jeans probably every three or four wears. Right. I'll give them a wash. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says you shouldn't wash your jeans until you're in that 30 to 50 wears category. I think they must be talking more about the raw denim. Like the really hard that you have to like break in denim. Like there's there's a lot of that. I don't know. He's, he's just saying it just says jeans. Hmm. So, but I, I know a lot of people that will never wash jeans. They'll buy them and never wash them. To the point where they throw them up. Person that does. Yeah. No. I've I've, a lot of. Yes. People. Dude. People within the fashion industry. There are lots of people that will never wash their jeans. Yeah. Like like I said. Like I know there is a lot of people that buy what is called the raw denim, and you're not supposed to wash it, right? Like you are supposed to go a long time. You wear it because you have to break it in. It's super hard. It's super stiff. Looks super uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know why you got to break it in. Uh, They say the uh, 
the uh, you're supposed to wash it, uh, wash your jeans alone, so just by themselves. What? On the gentle cycle with cold water, so the color doesn't fade, and then well, yeah, hang them yeah. out, hang them outside to dry. Never tumble dry. Well, as we were talking about with Tegan, yeah, she needed she, the, she needs that clothesline. She yeah, took it down. What that was that was silly. Uh, by the way, Levi's uh, maybe make it sound like the jeans are somewhat maintainable. Yeah, no uh, although kidding, I hey? guess if you're saying, hey, I don't have to wash them for thirty or fifty wears, but I gotta tell you, man, they got a smell. Yeah, like have you ever have you ever sat in a chair that like you know like people are farting on? It traps. It gets it, trapped it in gets the fabric. One hundred percent, it does. So that that's what happens well, with you get, jeans. You get sweaty, right? Like sweaty, and then the the pants absorb it. Yeah, you know, like a few days, maybe that's like we say is okay. A few wears, whatever. Like going thirty to fifty wears without washing your jeans sounds like a good way to get a staph infection. One hundred percent. Chad and Evan daily. A daily nap could be the key to the fountain of youth, according to science. Well, yeah. Not, not just looks. It's not for looks, though. This is for the, your brain. It is simply about your brain. Yeah. There's, they're saying here that your brain will shrink less if you if you have some uh, some power naps, as they call it. See, here's my problem. I never know how long to nap in the afternoon. This is the trouble. Because, you know, there's a fine line. You're like, well, do I just nap for an hour? Do I take a half an hour siesta? Yeah. Or do I just go ahead because I'm tired and nap for a full two, three hours? Yeah. Well, sometimes uh, if I do that, I wake up grumpy. If I if I have like a two or three hour, it's not even a nap at that point. That's a sleep. Right. Uh, if you do that, you wake up and you're going to be, I, I find that I'm a beast. Now, it depends on the week. Like last week on Friday, I, I always set my alarm. And it's usually an hour or whatever that I nap for. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't set my alarm, and I think I napped for three and a half hours on Friday. I was I was gas. I had a long couple of weeks. Yeah, but so Friday might be fine because you can stay up later on Friday. That's the thing. See, if you nap too long, then you're going to have trouble getting to sleep at night. And you and I go to bed fairly early. Typically, yeah. So uh, uh, now they're like saying. Like and Bert, you and I. Except we don't share a bedroom. I have a I have a unibrow. Sure. Elliot was you can Elliot, everybody that, but. Elliot was confident to, in himself to point out how my unibrow looked yesterday. You don't have a unibrow. A little bit of one. Anyway, <laughs> so they're saying though that people that that do nap mm-hmm. more have uh, the equivalent to 2.6 to 6.5 years less aging. You know, so they did this study with between 40 and 60 year olds or whatever. So yeah. Nine year olds. <laughs> anyway, so they're saying 15 cubic centimeters larger than those who don't nap. So you nap, you got mm. a bigger brain. Here's something else that's kind of interesting. Some famous power nappers. Mm. Um, Winston Churchill napped for at least an hour in the <laughs> well, afternoon. Winston Churchill was also the guy who said that he takes baths, right? Because why stand up when you can sit down? Like peeing, which he we'll was talk also about later. Re- he was also renowned for being super fat. But oh, that's yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci took 20-minute naps every four hours like Cosmo Kramer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Salvador Dali and Albert Einstein. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently Ronald Reagan denied taking naps because he thought he'd be considered lazy, but he uh, he liked to nap, too. Hey, listen. It's uh, There's nothing like a good nap. Nothing good. beats it. Especially on a dreary kind of overcast day like today. Yeah. Good bowl of soup. <laughs> and a good nap. Nothing beats it. Two 80-year-old men with you here every morning. <laughs> Chad and Evan Daly. Now, I know a lot of men are, uh, are sit-down peers when it comes to nighttime. A lot of guys will get up in the middle of the night, and they'll go and they'll sit on the toilet to pee, because then that way they don't have to turn the light on, and they won't make as much of a mess. I also know of a lot of guys 
that have the rule in the household that you must sit to pee because it's easier to clean. Well, I sit to pee at home because um, that's got to clean the toilet. Is that the rule? That's what I do. Okay. The boys do it too. All they right. stand other places all the well, time, but you know what? At home, I got to clean the toilets mm-hmm. and I sit down to pee. Urologists are now saying that that is probably the most efficient way of actually doing it. Uh-huh. That sitting down to pee will relax the muscles in the pelvis and spine, making it easier to complete the process. To empty the bladder completely. Yeah, they say that that's the way to go. It's to sit down and pee. I, uh, I don't do it. Well, you're a real man, Chad. No, it's not. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just that's just how it is. I've always stood up to pee, and that's that's what I do. I Dis- like the- discovered this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were uh, hanging out around the table fire, and yeah. one buddy he did the same thing. You know, discovered that he he is also a guy that sits down to pee, and yeah. he's not ashamed of it either. I wouldn't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's wow. not emasculating. I you think should, I you think, should try it. No, I don't want to. It's relaxing, Chad. Especially like you say in the middle of the night, mm. but when you got to get up in the morning, See, you know, you get up. If I sit down, I'm going to be wasting time. If I sit down, you I'm going to be on your I'm, phone. Well, then I'm going to be. Well, I'm here. You know, one of those. One of those. Well, I'm here. Well, usually my morning mm. pee's in the shower. <laughs> With the drains, they're all connected, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chad and Evan Daily. According to a, a company called Twinge, they've been uh, looking at this since 1991, and they've asked students, U.S. students, in the 8th, 10th, and 12th, 12th grade these questions, or they've, they've given them these statements, and they've asked them if they've agreed with the statements. Okay. So the statements are, I can't do anything right. My life is not useful. And I do not enjoy life. And they've asked them, do you agree with those statements? Right. Now, back in 1991, about 23% of kids, because that's what they are, agreed with the statement, I do not enjoy life, Hmm. which is sad. That is. About 31% agreed with the statement, my life is not useful. And about the same agreed with the statement, I can't do anything right. Okay. That's 1991. Fast forward to 2023. Mm. Right now, about 48, about 49% of kids agree with the statement, I do not enjoy life. Half of kids, pretty much. 49.5% say they can't do anything right. And 44% of kids agree with the statement that my life is not useful. Wow. And by the way, they have seen a dramatic spike in this. Since 2010. What happened in 2010? Well, that's when the smartphone became popular. Social media is more easily accessible. That's right. So they are putting the blame firmly on social media, and that's exactly where the blame should be. I agree. Um, Social media for kids is horrific. Here's why. It's for adults, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, I I get into a depressive spiral when I look at social media too much. Mm -hmm. It's because you're not dealing with just your own problems, which back in 1991 is all we had to deal with. You're dealing with everybody else's problems. Yeah. Everybody will go on there and they will vent about their issues. Then, if they're not doing that, they're showing off how great their life is, which is a complete lie because that's the only side they're showing. So then you think, oh, my life is boring and useless mm-hmm. because these people are out doing this. 
these social media stars, these these uh, these you know Instagram stars, things like that, YouTube, it's, it's garbage. YouTubers, I guess you could say. It's a total fabricated lie, and a lot of kids yeah. don't know that. They're not told that. We uh, it, like for our kids too. Like they use whatever. They're on, uh, not on social media really. I know they watch TikTok or YouTube or Shorts right. or whatever. We have to keep reminding them like this stuff isn't real that you're seeing. People are showing all the good stuff of their life, like we just you were just mentioning. Right. There's so much negative in everyone's life that they don't show. They only show the positive side of life and make you think that their uh, their entire life is squeaky clean. Yeah, it's, and they say depression is like just skyrocketing years among ago, high school kids. I believe it. And I use myself like for the example. Like years ago, I deleted all social media. Because right. I was just tired of it. Yeah. I was sick and tired of it. And it, it, I noticed how I was feeling. And uh, now, I mean, back in media, we ha- have to be on social media. Yeah. Right? But I try not I've to had, be on it as I'll, much. I'll be flat out honest with you. Flat out honest. I We need social media for our jobs. Yeah. We're told we need it. Reminded constantly that we need to be on it. I refuse a little bit to be on it. I push back a lot on it because I don't think it's good for our mental health. And I think they're selling our mental health for a price with a lot of things. I actually, back in the day, contemplated quitting my career to, uh, to get away from social media because that's how poisonous it was. Yeah. I like agree. Quit giving up an entire career for it because mm-hmm. it was just like, I don't want to even look at social media anymore. When I go on holidays, I put my, I, I don't look at, I don't look at anything work-related on social media. Every no. now and then I'll go through it a little bit. It'll pop up or something. You'll right. see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, and it's a great feeling to be away from the phone for a little while. So again, I'm an adult. Yeah. And I know how to navigate these waters. Tough these kids kid. in high school don't. Chad and Evan Daly. Well, Harvard morgue manager has been charged with uh, trafficking human remains. Now, How do you sell body parts on Facebook? <laughs> well, you did. Yeah. And you did. using PayPal and <laughs> everything. And so then a, expect not to get caught. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing, right? right? And so it's a former employee at the Harvard Medical School uh-huh. uh, selling human remains from donated bodies. Here's the thing, though, too. If you, like, if you work around the Harvard Medical School, you'd think you'd have to be kind of smart. It's Harvard. Like well, you're, absolutely. you're not a dumb dumb if you go to Harvard. No. Even if you work there, I'm assuming you're not a dumb dumb. So this guy and his wife actually they stole corpses, removed parts, oh, and geez. would sell them to their accomplices, who would then go ahead and sell them online. For what? I don't even want to know. Well, like what? What do you sell? So an apparently, arm for? well, so they sold two f- human faces for a total of six hundred dollars. Oh, that's horrible. And only six hundred bucks. You think you'd get a bigger buck? Than well, they that. had a second buyer from that that sold, sent more than thirty-seven thousand dollars for body parts in in oh, three years. Man. Over ten thousand dollars a year they're spending on these body parts, and they would allow people to actually come in yeah. and pick the exact body parts that they wanted. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and then like they're like I'm not going to get into some of the other right. stuff that I've read with this story about what else they've sold, but. This is this is crazy. See, so they, they need more more help eluding the authorities. Well, in other words, can somebody go give them a hand? Oh God! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Chad and Evan Daily. New episodes every weekday on your favorite podcast app, and full audio available at thewolfrocks.com. Don't miss Wolf Mornings with Chad and Evan weekdays from six to ten on Regina's Rock Station, one hundred four point nine, The Wolf.